Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This podcast is about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Hi friends, happy autumnal equinox. Uh, Today is a special, special day. Today is the day um, that falls halfway between the summer solstice and the winter solstice. It's when the amount of light in the day and the amount of darkness are equal. There's this kind of balance and harmony at play all throughout today. And then after today, we shift into the darkest part of the year when the days will get shorter and shorter until the winter solstice in December. Um, Today also happens to be my birthday. Um, It doesn't always fall on the autumnal equinox, but some years it does. And this um, makes it feel extra celebratory for me. I love the autumnal equinox, uh, and not just because it's around my birthday, but because it's the official beginning of the fall season, and to me it sort of heralds um, a beautiful new cycle and sort of rebirth after the summer. Um, I encourage you to look up or learn about how your ancestors um, or the people in the places where you came from, how they celebrate this time, because throughout many, many different cultures, whether they're in, their, in the Northern Hemisphere celebrating the autumnal equinox or in the Southern Hemisphere celebrating the spring equinox today, this is an important gateway that people have uh, marked throughout time. And uh, my ancestors who are Celtic and Nordic generally celebrated this as what's called Maven, um, which is a mid-harvest festival. It's a time of really appreciating the abundance that's coming through at this time of year with all of the crops, the apples, um, you know, the squash, the corn, um, all sorts of different crops that came through, you know, back in the land where they were. And then, you know, now when when many of us are in the U.S. and have settled here. Um, So it's a period of really marking balance and equanimity, of really appreciating the harvest that's already coming through, um, appreciating what has happened or grown this summer, and then looking ahead to what has yet to grow or will continue to grow um, before the sort of death cycles and uh, integrative work of winter. So it's a really important day and I encourage you to again learn about how your ancestors might have marked this day um, and also to just explore what feels good and appropriate to you. Um, I'll be celebrating by creating an autumn altar with my family. We create a little altar in our home for each season so we'll do that. Um, We'll also have some seasonal food and spice cider and just kind of celebrate um the beginning of fall and we'll also probably go to bed early to sort of honor the darkness and um, the rest and kind of slowing down that's to come. So um, it's it's an exciting time and I hope you mark it in some way. It's also the official beginning of Libra season. So we've moved out of Virgo season into Libra and I'll talk a lot about uh, Libra today and how to work with this energy and the invitations of this unique early harvest time. I think one of the most important invitations of this time of year, this season, is to really look at patterns of self-sabotage and to really amplify our self-awareness. Not only because I think it's just 
the invitation of this time, but it's also a major problem for most people, myself included, especially in our careers. Um, So if you have something in your work life that's just feeling really sticky or difficult, or if you find yourself in the same patterns over and over again, this is an excellent time for you to really look at the state of your harvest and your crops. And I'll talk more about why that's important, what that can do for you, and how to do that in today's episode. Um, I have two announcements before we dive in. One is that I have started a Patreon page for this podcast. Um, Since I started, people have asked or offered to, you know, support the podcast financially, and I never had a vehicle for them to do that. Um, This is one small example of my own capacity to self-sabotage. I just would always put it off and just, um, I think, I think it was because I was afraid to um, receive support or ask for support for this podcast. But the truth is that it does take a lot of effort. And, um, you know, we don't have sponsors or advertisers on here, which I think improves the quality of the podcast. Um, but it is something that I would love to, you know, receive support for. So, um, thank you to Megan S sweet Megan, who is our first patron. Um, thank you so much for being there. And for those of you who enjoy the podcast and have the capacity to contribute a little bit a month, whether it's $5 or less or more, you can do that um, on Patreon and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, But thank you to those of you who are open to that and who have wanted to support the podcast. Um, I'm ready to get out of my own way and receive your support. Um, the next is a reminder and a, a discount for today only. Um, as you might know, Wild New School's eight-week autumn course called Begin Again starts on September 30th. That's next Monday. And registration closes this Friday, the 27th. Um, we're so excited for those of you who have already signed up. Um, I think it's going to be great. Thank you for showing up for yourselves this autumn. I'm excited to work with you. For those of you who are considering it or just now hearing about it, I want to share a little bit more quickly and also let you know about the flash sale we're having today. Um, I have learned so much through developing these courses. Um, when we ran the summer course this last season, um, I got so much of it out of it just as an instructor, and I know our students did as well. And I know that's because living seasonally and kind of syncing up with the rhythms of nature, whether that's the moon cycles or the season cycles, it's so liberating. It's so important. It's really about reclaiming our right to connect with nature and to kind of recommit to being in right relationship with the earth and their cycles. Um, I think living seasonally reminds us of who we are and where we came from, whether that's um, you know, no matter where that's from. So this course is really about taking the fresh perspectives that living seasonally can bring and putting them into action to nurture ourselves, our work and our lives. You know, that's what this podcast is about. Every episode is about the invitations of this particular time of year based on what the natural world is doing and showing us. Um, so if you find value in this podcast, the course is really about taking that, those insights and putting them into action to support you in um, making the most of this season and support you in becoming um, stronger and more empowered in your life, no matter what is coming up for you. 
The course is especially for women, um, and it's it's really for women who want to learn a new way of growing and connecting with themselves and with nature. Um, we will, you know, offer tools and content and all sorts of um, methods for you to work and deepen your relationship with yourself, with nature, but to also um, show up and make the changes that you're being invited to make at this time, right? Because autumn is such a powerful time of transformation, and whether it's a career change or a change in a relationship or a change in your location or just improving your physical health and well-being, um, the content is all there to support you. The season is here to support you. So the course includes eight weeks of content delivered via email or mail to you. Um, it's, it includes an online discussion group, video Q&As, an in-person harvest celebration in Portland in November, um, and a lot more depending on which uh, tier you enroll in. So if you feel the sense that you're ready to kind of deepen your well-being and gain clarity this season, um, make changes in your life, whether you know what those will be or not, um, I hope you'll join us. And today for the Equinox, we're celebrating and offering 20% off the course, um, which is like up to 120 bucks, depending on which payment plan you choose. So um, if you want to go to the website, I'll include the link and uh, you can use the code Equinox at checkout between now and the morning of Tuesday, September 24th to get 20% off any of the plans when you pay in full. So if you feel a tug or a yes to this, I hope you will join us. We have different tiers so that you can engage at a level you're comfortable with and that works with your budget. Um, and I promise that you will leave the course heading into the winter season stronger and with more clarity. So, um, yeah, I'm excited and registration closes on Friday the 27th. So I hope you will um, enroll if it fits for you. All right, with that, let's move into our opening invocation. So wherever you are, go ahead and take a deep breath. Settle into your seat or your body a little more. May this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Chinook people who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. So, like I said, where we are today is the autumnal equinox, um, traditionally in my culture, Celtic and Nordic culture, and in many pagan cultures, this is marked as something called Maben, which is the mid-harvest festival. Um, and there are many ways that this time gets marked, and I encourage you to just kind of trust what feels right for you. But I do encourage you to do something that sort of celebrates the season and the shift in the season. Um, I know, at least in Portland, it has felt like fall for a while now with the rain and the colder temperatures. Um, so if you've already been celebrating and kind of marking this transition, that's wonderful. If you haven't, there's, of course, still time. Um, and like I said earlier, we are officially now in Libra season. So we were in Virgo before this, which is an earth sign and is really about creating the systems and structures and um, spaciousness that allows for our own clarity and devotion and for our sort of life force to come through. 
Um, and when we do that, when we create the structures that nourish us and that allow our own spirit and creativity to thrive, then we have the spaciousness to move into Libra season, which is a time of really looking very objectively or as objectively as we can at our harvest and the state of our harvest. Um, it also means that when we're in that space, we're more receptive to um, all of the beauty and abundance that's around us this time of year. So even though you know you may have resistance to the colder temperature or the darker days or the wet weather, I'm sure you can all appreciate, all of us can appreciate the beauty of the leaves changing colors on the trees and the crisp mornings when it's sunny but cold. Um, and when when we're when we've done the work of Virgo and have taken care of ourselves, we're much more able to appreciate that and sort of drink it in. Um, and then when we work with Libra season in a healthy way and sort of honor the invitations of this time, we're more able to move into Scorpio season in late October, which is an invitation to really heal deeply the things that need to be seen and healed in our lives so that we can sort of set ourselves up for um, a more bountiful sort of aligned growing season in the spring. So the work that we do always reverberates into future seasons, right? So Libra season is really this kind of beautiful in between where if we've done the work of Virgo and we're taking care of ourselves and we're being very practical about honoring and protecting our spiritual health and well-being, then we can see ourselves more clearly and then decide, you know, what really needs to change or be taken care of in this season, which is the invitation of Libra and then of Scorpio, which is when we really do the work and kind of dive into the depths and um, do that sort of underworld rebirth and death process. So I want to talk specifically about Libra and the invitations of this unique time between now and mid to late October. When we're here in this time of year, we've seen how the summer has gone. We've seen how the crops have done throughout the summer, and we can anticipate how our crops will do for the rest of the fall. You know, it's not that it's too late to nurture what's still growing, but in general, we're invited to begin assessing how the year has gone, how the growing season has gone. You know, what did we plant in the spring and what took root? What did well? What did not do well? Um, what is the state of our field and our, our harvest? And it's very difficult to look at ourselves and our harvests somewhat objectively. And that's because we are made up of stories and perceptions and belief systems that many of us are unconscious of or that are subconscious. We usually see what we want to see when we're left to our own devices or until we're confronted with some sort of, you know, non-negotiable reality that we have to look at. Um, but it is hard. Most of us prefer to just see what is convenient or that, um, or see what sort of proves or confirms the belief systems that we have either, either consciously or unconsciously. This is something that came up for me recently and sort of it's like this huge thing that just sort of got dumped in front of me, um, which I'm grateful for. But there are times in our lives, you know, where we have these big insights that are like these, you know, aha moments that sort of leave us changed and where we have to really um, decide how we want to relate to them and how we want to work with them. So um, 
in my life, in my business, um, things have been pretty tough since my daughter Wyatt was born. Um, when she was born, I bumped down to working part-time. Um, I had a pretty tough recovery postpartum. And two and a half years later, I feel like I'm just now kind of getting my feet under me um, at the same time that I'm looking forward to baby number two arriving in March, which is wonderful, but also scary because things have felt so hard since becoming a mom the first time, both personally um, and especially professionally. And like I mentioned in the last podcast episode, this Virgo season, I recommitted to some of the kind of basic habits that help me stay clear and healthy, like my morning meditation, hiking, um, doing yoga a couple times a week. And those habits created the necessary space, the opening for me to have this new insight about how I have been sabotaging my own career. Um, I couldn't have had that insight without doing the work of Virgo season and creating the space for it, which is why every invitation um, can be really helpful depending on where we are in our lives. Since Wyatt was born, I have had a pretty hard time balancing competing demands, and I've had a um, I've had a harder time knowing exactly how I want to spend what feels like very limited time and energy now. And that not knowing or the sense that I didn't have things all figured out made me feel embarrassed and like I wasn't good at what I do, that I wasn't good at being an entrepreneur. I couldn't do it. I can't, you know, make this successful now that I have a child and I'm in a different work arrangement. Um, And part of that is because I don't I don't know about you, but I don't have many models in my life of successful part-time business owners who are also, you know, full-time moms, so especially new moms. So I have felt pretty lost and had to kind of figure it out on my own. Um, But that embarrassment, that feeling like I didn't know how to do this or um, I wasn't, you know, I couldn't be like a full-time hustling entrepreneur, but I also knew that it wasn't right for me to be a full-time mom. And I was just sort of stuck in this confusing in-between place. Um, That kind of began to turn into shame once I started making less money. And that shame has kept me isolated and trapped inside of a business that's not getting my best and as a result has not been able to nourish me energetically or financially. So for months and months, I have not wanted to see (laughs) that I was in this loop of sabotaging myself and my business because it was too painful, right? It was easier to blame everything else, including my kid and my husband. It was easier to stay in my home office and stew or feel bad than it was to put myself out into the world with all my uncertainty about what I do for work and my imperfections. Um, So I avoided getting help. I avoided meeting new people. I I avoided doing the things that usually enable a business to grow and to be successful. But recently, you know, in the midst of Virgo season, I was confronted with the fact that things just couldn't continue in this way. We literally just can't afford for the business to continue like this. And it it's not even just about the money. It's also that I was feeling so stagnant and stuck and feeling like I couldn't, there was no movement or momentum in the business, right? I liked a lot of of what I was doing, but 
something was stuck and jammed. And the beauty of Virgo season is that we can often get clarity about what it is that's stuck. Um, But then we have to decide if we're willing to see it and what we want to do about it, which is the invitation of this time in Libra. Um, So I had to look at my situation or my crops, my field, very carefully. And at first I wrestled with the idea of, you know, should I just quit and get a part-time job that's totally unrelated to what I do now. Um, And that's still an option. Um, And it's one that I've looked at throughout being an entrepreneur because this is a really (laughs) uh, difficult and emotionally taxing process, or it can be for many of us. But I realized in doing that, that that was another distraction, another way for me to avoid looking at the truth and taking responsibility for it. And the truth was that I was scared to really give this business another shot as a mom, as doing, you know, doing it part-time and not having everything figured out. Um, So again, it was easier, according to my brain and my sort of habituated thought patterns, it was easier to look for work that I would hate doing than it was to really put myself out there again and do what it takes to make this business work. And again, it's not just about money. To me, money is it's just energy. It's, it's sort of neutral. It comes in and out. Um, and it can be a reflection of our inner dynamics at play. You know, money gets hoarded and jammed up by systems of oppression and greed that keep it, you know, away from, um, the lower classes or people of color, um, or those of us who don't fit into a certain, uh, career path or, or whatever that it certainly gets jammed up in those systems, but it also gets jammed up by our own internalized oppression and feelings of not being able to meet our own needs. And I think when the money comes, when we're in alignment and looking at ourselves honestly, when that money comes, it can be a reflection of this sort of clear inner channel and receptivity to prosperity, which requires us to look very closely at where we're getting in our own way. So this is all, you know, very humbling to admit, and I'm doing fine, and we will be fine, and I'll continue to keep you updated. Um, but I want to share it because, one, I just want to be, I'm trying to be more um, authentic and get out of this cycle of hiding and feeling like I have to present as if I've got everything figured out and it's all great, but also because I know I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not the only one who, do, who does this. It's really hard to see our own stuff and cycles of self-sabotage because we are in it, but it's often very easy to see how other people are getting in their own way, right? I've seen dozens of clients self-sabotage through excuses, you know, creating crises or distractions, making themselves sick, whatever it took to avoid seeing what they really needed to see about themselves, And this refusal to see, to see the hangups, the blocks, the excuses, that refusal keeps us trapped in cycles that actually limit the growth of our crops. They continue and perpetuate the thing, the very things that we feel bad about and that we wish would change. And we do this because a lot of us learned how to fit in or protect ourselves as children. This is kind of the um, approach that many of us learned to take. And this is the shadow side of Libra, what it can become when unchecked. 
we can buy into belief systems or ways of being that diminish our potential as individuals, where we get, we get sort of enmeshed in these family systems or cultural systems that disallow us um, to sort of step into ourselves, right? For me, if I continue to isolate myself and just sort of let my business die on the vine, then I don't have to stand out or claim a new pathway for me, which means I will continue to fit into my family and culture in a way that's comfortable and familiar, which might not make rational sense when we really look at it, but our brains do this all of the time. They're always trying to keep us in familiar cycles. It's that concept of homeostasis, right? That um, we want to keep the system maintained as it is. Um, Another example could be like, if you know anyone in your life, or if you've done this, someone who sort of unconsciously and continuously creates drama in their lives that maybe gets them fired from their jobs or ostracized by their teams. By doing that, then they don't have to look at and really take responsibility for their behavior or embrace their strengths or find a new way of relating to others in the workplace. And it can kind of just confirm and perpetuate the cycles that are familiar to them, often from childhood. So we all do this. We just each have our own particular method of (laughs) self-sabotage. So it's really important this time of year and always, but especially this time of year, to look at ourselves very honestly, um, without judgment and without um, perpetuating cycles of shame or stories of failure, but just to see clearly. And if you know anything about the tarot, then you know um, the different cards in the tarot each correspond to the 12 zodiac signs or to different planets. And in the tarot and the major arcana, Libra is connected to the justice card. And the archetype of justice is all about um, seeing very clearly the dynamics at play, whether they're underlying or open, where there is balance and imbalance in the system, um, and really looking at things in a way that requires fearlessness and discipline and the willingness to be proven wrong, um, all for the sake of getting to the truth. Because when we know how our crops have really done, when we get a clear picture of what's growing, what's not doing well, and why isn't that doing well, then we can do cleanup and we can start fresh and we can, you know, add water or add nutrients to the soil or move something that's been blocking the sunlight on that particular corner of your field. But without that awareness, we continue to do work that's not serving us, right? Like me applying for jobs when I knew or I wasn't aware until later um, that that was just another way of hiding and distracting myself um, from doing the things that I know I really need to do. So again, when we do this work, then we're setting ourselves up for Scorpio season, which allows us um, to then really heal and do the healing and let go of the patterns that have kept us stuck. But we can't do that if we don't know what the patterns are. So how do we look at ourselves really honestly this time of year? I think one is to revisit, if you haven't already, revisit the invitations or the um, tools of Virgo season. So you can kind of backtrack a little bit if you need to 
and really create, again, the habits that provide that spaciousness, that ability to reflect, that ability to have clarity. You know, are you um, creating space for quiet in your mind? Are you, you know, whether it's practicing meditation or mindfulness or just getting out and turning off the radio um, and just sort of limiting the stimulus around you? Um, how are you kind of creating more space in your mental life, emotional life? Um, how are you nurturing yourself so that you can do this work and see really clearly? And then once you do that and sort of recommit to taking care of yourself and create room for reflection, you can ask yourself, you know, if there's a really sticky part of your life or career, you can ask yourself, what is really going on here? You know, if you were a quote unquote objective party, just looking in at the state of your crops or your harvest, what would they see if you just kind of quietly and non-judgmentally observed what is happening there? Um, where is their growth? Where is their death? Where is um, their where are things getting blocked? Where is their flow? Where is there too much flow? Um, so kind of doing an initial assessment. You can also ask yourself, and I think this is something that we often overlook, what needs to be celebrated in this harvest that I may not be honoring? You know, it's not, it certainly wasn't pleasant for me to realize that I was the problem in my business. That didn't feel great. Um, but it is something to celebrate without that insight. I don't know where things would have headed, but now I have a chance to kind of correct course and make changes. Um, so often we skip over what's going well, even amidst the painful lessons that we're learning. Um, it's all valuable. It's all nutritive. It can be compost and fertilizer for our soil. So what do you need to celebrate this equinox, this harvest um, that you may be overlooking or dismissing. And then of course, what is struggling or what's already dead on the vine that I need to look at and really take responsibility for? You know, the, the main invitation I think early in Libra season is to see clearly and to just notice and accept how things really are, which is a radical act in and of itself and not something that many people are comfortable with. But then of course, we're invited to um, take responsibility for that and to acknowledge the dynamics that have been at play and the ways that we have um, gotten in our own way and the actions that we may be compelled to do again because these are deep-seated coping mechanisms that we often repeat and we have to sort of learn and recognize and we will get better at recognizing throughout our lives. Um, so I think first is just embracing the invitations of Virgo season and asking ourselves some of these difficult questions. I think another thing that is really, really helpful and that I wish more people took advantage of or included in their lives is mentorship. Um, it's no accident that I saw, and this isn't normal, but I saw three of my mentors in the same week that I had this insight. And that's not a coincidence because they, when we're with someone in a relationship with someone, whether it's a therapist or um, a spiritual director or an acupuncturist, when we're with someone who's kind of holding space for us, they are able to reflect back things that are difficult for us to see. That's kind of the role and the giftedness of working with a mentor. 
Um, and hopefully it's, you know, it should be someone who's loving and non-judgmental and doing this work themselves. Um, but it's really critical, I think, to have people in your life who see you, um, maybe more objectively than those that you're in close relationship with, right? You know, spouses or loved ones or friends are wonderful, but they are often in the same cycles or same systems that you are in, and they have their own interest in, in keeping those static. So outside mentorship is really, really valuable, and I encourage you to look into that more if you you know, don't have a mentor. And on my website, under resources, at the bottom of that page, I've included some of the practitioners in the Portland area and beyond who I have found to be really skilled and um, who I know are doing this work themselves. The other thing that I think is required in order to look at ourselves honestly is courage. There's really nothing here to be afraid of or ashamed of, really. And I know the brain says there is, and my brain was putting up all sorts of blocks to try and keep me from seeing the truth about myself and where I'm at in my career at this time. It used shame all the time, you know, shame of feeling like a failure. I'm not living up to my potential. I've tried already and it didn't work. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> and the shame isn't the problem. That's just information. It's, it's a clue that something needs to be looked at more deeply and really seen for what it is, which is usually just a defense or a coping mechanism. So if you are willing to look at the things in your life that are feeling hard and to really assess what's going on, what's happening with your crops, you will be doing exactly the work that's possible and bountiful this season. So instead of not wanting to look at that particular corner of your field that's really not doing well or that weed that's taking over and choking the rest of your crops, I encourage you to see things for what they are, whether it's something that's helpful, harmful, neutral, um, and to really take care of yourself and make space for that kind of acceptance and that insight um, and watch very closely for stories of um, shame or failure because those stories are a clue that there's something more to look at there. And you can ask yourself, you know, is it true that I am a failure and this entire harvest has just gone to shit, right? Or is it true that I will never be able to have um, a bountiful harvest in this area of my life, right? To really be vigorous in your scrutiny of those stories and the things that come up as you look at your field and look at your harvest this time of year. When I saw myself more clearly and when I could see how I had gotten myself into this situation, I felt really liberated, I mean, at first I felt horrible. <laughs> I had to process that. But once I dealt with the shame and the disappointment and really accepted the way things are and took some of the emotional heat out of it, I felt so clear-headed. I felt more energized because those blocks, all those all those like huge boulders and sticks and logs that had jammed the sort of river of energy that's flowing through me and through this business, all of those sort of got cleared away with this insight. And it's not just about, you know, money or wanting to create a quote-unquote successful business. It's really about clearing those obstacles and letting myself do the work I am meant to do, which I kept myself from through these cycles of self-sabotage. Information really is power. When you know what's going on, you can create 
true balance and harmony, which are some of the common um, themes of Libra, you can create those between the different elements of your life. You'll know what to do about your business or your career path or that dynamic with your boss that feels really yucky, you know? So empower yourself this season. Um, Don't be afraid to look at your harvest and celebrate the lessons you've learned, even if they're hard to see. Um, I think that's really the the invitation and the, um, yeah, the invitation of kind of stepping into greater empowerment and adulthood this time of year. So, um, I hope this felt helpful. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this space with me. Happy Equinox, happy Libra season. Um, again, if you are interested in this work and doing this work more concretely, I encourage you to check out our autumn course and use the code Equinox to get 20% off today. Um, Thank you to those of you who are considering or or will engage with me on Patreon and support this podcast financially. Um, And just happy Equinox. (laughs) May each of your harvests really be abundant in all ways. Um, I, I celebrate you and the work that you're doing and I'm so appreciative of you. So I will see you in a couple of weeks with another episode and hope you could take good care until then. Bye.